Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you, as always, so much for tuning in. Let's give it up for the man, the myth, the legend, our super producer, Max the Candyman Williams. I am the condom on. And we're joined, as always, with, uh, well, can I say we're joined? Because I'm, I'm, anyway, I'm Ben. We've got uh, the one and only Noel the Bagman Brown here. Oh, you remembered. Of course, man. I always want to be the bag man. It's, I think it's just the most underappreciated of, of the heist crew, uh, you know, roles. Um, we, we should talk about Someone's got to hold the bag. We we should. It's a very powerful and crucial role. We should talk about this. Um, we've been into heist for quite some time in our professional careers together. And uh, we have yet to pull one off. We have yet to. Uh, we have yet to have been caught in, in a heist. <laughs> that's a, that's a little bit of PR spin. Yeah, we haven't we haven't made a heist yet. But uh, we have spent over the years a lot of time discussing our roles in heist, and we've appointed several of our colleagues in heist. I think we made uh, I think we made our pal Jonathan Strickland, aka the Quister, aka Baby J, the Patsy. Uh, no one tell him because that will mess up his role in the heist. But we're not talking about that today, Noel. We're talking about something crazy. We're talking about a role that chocolate played in war. Surprising role. Yeah, you don't really usually think about chocolate and war in the same thought. Uh, But it turns out that the Hershey's Chocolate Company played a big role in the war effort, specifically in World War II. So let's talk about World War II on June 6, 1944. Uh, the old D-Day took place where 160,000 troops stormed the beaches of Normandy. You know, that was the big turning point in the war. And many of those soldiers, likely on their persons, would have been carrying 
a, uh, a somewhat styled on Hershey's chocolate bar. <laughs> so not like the ones that we know and tolerate, because let's be honest, Hershey's let's be is honest. The, the worst chocolate. I mean, it's 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 chocolate. It's barely chocolate. It's, you the, know, but it's like the Colt 45 of candy bars. But it is a slice of history, and you can't deny that. And apparently Hershey Park has some pretty fantastic roller coasters. So not going to throw them under the bus completely. And I don't mind the, like, cookies and cream Hershey bar. Those are fun. But just the, the standard Hershey bar. It's better in Europe, bro. Yeah, that's probably true. It, it, I, on a s'more, I'll take it. Sure. But on its own, no thanks. And Give I, me, yeah. I love the town of Hershey. Uh, back during the days of uh, my very first podcast, you and our pal Casey Pegram. Please give him the sound cue if we got it. Uh, <laughs> you and our pal Casey Pegram and the legendary Scott Benjamin took a long road trip, participated in a road rally that found us in Hershey, Pennsylvania, where we saw this just absolutely stunning, astonishing car museum for yeah. a guy who likes cars. That was like poetry. And even if you don't like cars, it's a fascinating dip into American history. Yeah. And Hershey, the company, is a is a huge part of American history in terms of branding, in terms of their, you know, advertising and, uh, and marketing and all of that stuff, you know, selling chocolate to the masses. Uh, Hershey's Chocolate Company also made kind of a, a, a deal with Uncle Sam uh, during World War II. Uh, you talk about, I think you talked about it on the show. We haven't done an episode on it, but I think it's time. We do have one coming up in, in Stuff They Don't Want You to Know about MREs, Meals Ready to Eat. Maybe not a whole episode. We've talked about go bags in the past, things that you need for preparing for a disaster, you know, for preparing to be in a situation where, uh, let's just say, conditions are not ideal for survival. Survival, uh, like war, you know, and so you have these MREs, these meals ready to eat that are portable. Uh, they don't necessarily have to be heated up and they need to supply you with the appropriate amount of calories to keep you going. And there were different ones. Ben, I'd love for you to speak a little bit. On. There's like the K rations, uh, the C the C rations. Exactly. Why don't you talk a little bit about some MREs that you're aware of that were kind of historical? Because that's a whole community of people that like collect these and even like still will eat them. I've, I love. I saw some YouTube videos of people like cracking open these you yeah. know, K rations from 75 years ago. And they're like, yeah, it's still pretty good. It's edible it's food i guess you know like checkers says you gotta eat the most honest tagline ever it's but <laughs> but yeah i've got a bunch of uh mres actually just off screen here too so uh yeah it, an army needs to feed itself and many many conflicts throughout human history have been decided based on sustenance more so than uh, whether or not the leaders had good military tactics. It's dependent upon whether the army or the military force has, has the ability and the infrastructure to eat. We're traveling to D-Day, the infamous date on June 6, 1944, when more than 160,000 troops stormed the beaches of Normandy. It was a successful invasion. It was an absolute bloodbath. One thing that you might not know, folks, unless you happen to be there and have taken very good care of yourself and listening to a podcast in 2023, one thing you may not know is that Hershey's chocolate bars played a role. 
And Noel, you and I have talked about this. Can't even remember if it's on air at this point, man. Uh, we've talked about amazing inventions along with our pal, Matt Frederick, who is perhaps most famous for the Max with the Facts sound cue. And many other things. Hershey's also played a role in the invention of the microwave, which we might get to at the end of this show, but it, it's a great one. So like you said, they cracked this bargain with the U.S. military during World War II, and they say, we're going to work with the U.S. Army Quartermaster Corps to make a survival ration bar. This is called the D-Bar. Now, modern day U.S. MREs, as a matter of fact, the vast majority of Western military rations tend to contain some sort of treat. For anyone who wants to go down this rabbit hole with us, I will go ahead and tell you that just my opinion, the best military rations out right now are the French RCIRs. They're kind of hard to find in the U.S. You, you can order them online, you'll pay a premium, but they, like the MREs, come with a treat. The last pack of MREs I opened had some M&Ms. So watch out, Hershey. But the, uh, but yeah, well, it's that thin candy shell that keeps them, uh, keeps them in such good condition. Yeah, man, that's a good call. You're absolutely correct, Noel. And it's also why you will see a lot of tortillas in MREs because they keep well and they don't crumble and they're easy to pack. So why chocolate? tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car, I'd get that car, and I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody, like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonnevilles. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a, that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I, meant, I said El Camino <laughs> and I met Monte Carlo. 
I miss it so. Uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos, and the last one, God bless it, I just I I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally, but it, it still was like a a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now. Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, why would you put chocolate in a wartime situation? It has high calories. Right. It's got caffeine and it gives you that energy boost. Plus it's a bar, right? So it's, it's handheld. You don't have to have any cutlery or any other implements to eat it or prepare it. You just peel it out of the wrapper, chomp, 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 and you're off. Yeah, and I think you mentioned it has caffeine, and it also has a history in military service, like George Washington, for example, in the Continental Army uh, in the Revolutionary War, uh, would have eaten chocolate probably in beverage form, um, which is still a thing that can be done with these chocolate rations because they're all cubed out. And there's actually, if you look at the uh, the text on some of these rations, these D-rations, it'll say, uh, can be crumbled into boiling water if wished to be consumed as a beverage. So you think about these MREs, like you said, Ben, and you, you kind of mentioned uh, they were edible at best, yeah. you know, because again, they are going to be packed with certain preservatives that are going to be really good for the shelf life of them, but not necessarily super good for the flavor of them. So the, the first run of these bars from the Hershey's Chocolate Company go over really well. Um, they actually received the Army Navy E-Production Award in a ceremony that was held in 1942. And uh, the Quartermaster General, a fellow by the name of Major General Gregory, came to the Hershey Company and presented Milton Hershey with this award of achievement. And uh, the general had this to say of, of the uh, Hershey Company's um, uh, assistance in the war effort. The men and women of Hershey Chocolate Corporation have every reason to be proud of their great work in backing up our soldiers on the fighting fronts. Because, Ben, to your point, yeah, it's a treat, but it also, in a pinch, it's got enough calories uh, to keep you going. You know, this mm -hmm. actually could mean the difference between life and death. Here's the thing, though. Okay, so oh, by, by the way, of course, the, the corporation got a flag they could fly um, above their plant there in Hershey and lapel pins for every, everyone gets a lapel pin. Uh, you know, and by the end of the war in 1945, um, they received a total of five of these awards. So this is the thing, Ben, and, and I know that you know this uh, more than anybody. They made a ton of these. I think the figure that I saw is like half a billion of these chocolate bars are in production or were, you know, were rolled out. But the problem at first was, 
we need to figure out how to, A, make this this delectable treat not so treatly that a, uh, a serviceman would just gobble it on down right out the right out of the box. Because then it might not come in handy during a time where it was crucial to have that caloric intake, you know, when you were really suffering from a deficit, if maybe you were holed up, you know, or pinned down or whatever in the jungle. So that was problem one. Right. So they, they, they had to make it taste crappier. What was problem two, Ben? Yeah. So there's a, there's a series of problems, a cavalcade of challenges. If we're being diplomatic, they're not designing this to taste delectable. They're designing it to be rugged to withstand a lot of things. So they're thinking in terms of caloric intake. And then, this is problem two, they're thinking in terms of temperature. They say, we'll figure out the taste stuff at the end. What we need to do is make sure we build a thing that can feed people X amount of calories. And we also need to make sure that it can withstand terrible temperatures. 49 degrees Celsius, ballpark uh, for us in the U.S. that's 120 degrees Fahrenheit. And this is for the quartermaster, the temperature and the caloric value are the two big things because he needs to find an emergency ration. So they create this thing that's called the D ration. This is what Hershey Corporation initially comes up with from this request. If you have three of these D-ration chocolate bars, then you can ingest 1,800 calories in an emergency situation. Again, with nothing else. You don't have to cook it. You don't have to put it in water. You can if you want to be kind of gross. But this is an elegant, efficacious answer to the problem. And the idea, they even had instructions on how to eat it, right? Like you, you're not supposed to gobble them all down all at once. Like uh, what's that kid's name in Willy Wonka? It gets oh, stuck in the uh, something. Augustus Gloop. Augustus, yeah. yeah. He, he, he hates so, the chocolate river. Yeah. Right, right. You can't eat them the way he does. You got you to munch on them slowly. And this guy, this quartermaster, Paul Logan, who comes up with the idea, he's writing to Hershey's, and the dude literally says, they just need to taste, quote, a little bit better than a boiled potato. Yeah, and apparently, uh, according to some sources, um, the boiled potato may have been preferable. But it's so funny, though, Ben, because I, I watched a video, a YouTube video. I mean, let me give this guy credit where credit is due. Are you talking about was, MR, MR Eats? Yeah, it must be. It must be. Because he actually had one of these, um, and he unboxed it, like did a whole unboxing kind of situation. And he ate it. And he was describing, he described the flavor as being sort of a combination of like hot cocoa mix, sort of like a cocoa powder and and a, and a, a hint, uh, just a hint of cardboard. Um, so it certainly doesn't sound like it was the most, and he was also eating one that was 75 years old. Yeah. And they're really, really dense. Um, apparently, you know, when they were in, in circulation, um, it would be very difficult to bite so that folks would have to actually shave off little pieces of it with like a knife, you know, to even get a taste of it. And then, like I said, in this video, um, I'll, I'll get the, get the name of it in a second. Uh, he actually makes hot cocoa out of one. Cause the, uh, the text on the thing indicates that you can use uh, a square of it and crush it up in boiling water. And it makes this kind of, kind of gross, unappetizing looking chocolate soup. Is it the guy, Steve, 1989 MRE info. I follow him. 
Let's see. It is Steve, 1989 MRE Info. Yeah. yeah he's the guy. Uh, 1949 U.S. Army Field Ration D Emergency MRE. Uh, and the text indeed reads, it actually gives you the, uh, the ingredients. Um, so it says chocolate, sugar, skim milk powder, cocoa fat, oat flour, yep. which is actually the added ingredient that would not have been in mass produced, you know, Hershey chocolate bars, mm-hmm. uh, artificial flavoring. I guess that's their secret sauce. Uh, 0.45 milligrams of vitamin B, thiamine hydrochloride, 600 calories. Like you said, and it says to be eaten slowly in about a half hour can be dissolved by crumbling into a cup of boiling water if desired as a beverage. Which you kind of have to. It's almost like hardtack for sailors. Like mm-hmm. the easiest way to eat that was to dilute it with water. And you nailed it, man. The oat flour is why it's so dense. So go back, going back to this guy, Paul Logan. Again, I think he's kind of a pill. He says, you know, we want this to not be the kind of bar you would buy at a candy store. We need to be resilient. And the problem was Hershey's, when they had this recipe, you know, the chocolate, sugar, the cocoa fat instead of cocoa powder, skim milk powder instead of milk fat, that oat flour, they couldn't get the gunk of it to liquefy enough to get into standard chocolate bar molds. So they they had to knead it into specially made molds. And not only did it not taste good, not only was it physically difficult to bite into, which is nuts because your jaw is the strongest muscle in uh, a human body, it also was no good, no bueno for your digestive system over time. Soldiers hated this stuff so much, they started calling the D-Rats Hitler's secret weapon. Yep, that's right. He must have infiltrated uh, the he infiltrated the Hershey Company, I guess. No, no, it, these things were necessary, though. It's a good point, Ben, because uh, to eat it too quickly would be wasteful. It would not spread it out. You know, those calories as much as we're talking like, you know, really difficult situations. So if you eat it all at once, uh, it would not be good for that. And it would give you a pretty gnarly stomach ache. But you're right. It was not uh, beloved uh, by... <laughs> by the servicemen of World War II. And it was often just thrown away because as uh, our YouTube friend, uh, Steve1989MRE-Info points out, there could be some surface kind of bubbling uh, that actually, you know, he points it out. It sort of looks like almost like mold growing on the surface of it, but it's actually just sort of a discoloration that comes from the shrink wrapping process or the cellophane process, which was actually, I believe, what was the company that was making the cellophane? It was, uh, shit, DuPont, I think. It was, anyway, there was like a, another giant American corporation that was making the cellophane. When you take it out, even if it was fresh, it would still sometimes have this kind of distortion, this discoloration on the top. So there is a massive surplus of these because they were often either discarded or um, they just, you know, were returned, you know. Um, and uh, so you're going to see some of these floating around out there in MRE land if you're like in those circles. Yeah. And Hershey is hearing the people. They're trying to respond to this. By the end of World War II, they had made more than 3 billion ration bars overall, but they weren't all the same version. Later in the war, they introduced something called the Tropical Bar, which was specifically designed to be used in the Pacific. But it it became a thing that 
everybody in the armed services, heck, probably everybody in the U.S. knew these bars taste terrible on purpose, probably. The army goes back to Hershey and they say, all right, we've had enough. It's 1943 at this point. And the company says, all right, we're going to try to make something that tastes better. This is where they make the tropical bar. It still didn't taste that great. And a lot of soldiers said, you know what? I get it. You tried. It was a big swing. But this chocolate is so bad that it's not worth the calories. They were throwing a bunch of this stuff away. And then they took up a new practice. They would trade it to people. And, you know, they would say, okay, we will trade this chocolate over to other folks because it's a ration that you can tolerate if you're already sick with dysentery. Right. Not only that, though, the the wrapper was different and it looked a little more commercial, right? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So they could trick people sometimes into like giving them a trade if they didn't know, you know, <laughs> right. that it wasn't that They good. thought it was a civilian one, right? Exactly. Ooh, tropical. Mm. Mm. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car, I'd get that car, and I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody, like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonneville's. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a, that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I, meant, I said El Camino <laughs> and I met Monte Carlo. I miss it. So uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. But it, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. 
Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, so this chocolate bar thing, it continues to be a part of the standard military rations through the wars in Korea in the 50s, through the Vietnam War. It doesn't get discontinued until after Vietnam. And we got to we gotta talk about this idea. So these guys are trying to, for a long time, they're trying to make sure this chocolate doesn't melt, right? That's why they got the weird oat flour in it and everything. They want it to be in a solid, a solid, easily consumable form. But if you're a fan of chocolate, let's be honest, you like it when it's melty. It's kind of like the rule with cheese. Melty cheese is pretty great. No, oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it has its place. You surely don't want it melting in your pocket, you know, which is why they uh, they made such efforts to, to make sure that the uh, melting point was higher for these rations. But melted chocolate in the, is, is a great part of a recipe, uh, used as a topping, you know, um, great for baking, obviously, and an important use of the chocolate. If you watch any kind of great British baking show, you know about, like, tempering chocolate and all of that stuff. It's a whole nother use for the stuff. And the question then becomes what is the best most effective quickest way uh to to do that thing yeah and when we get to the idea of melting chocolate we find there's another invention that was accidentally created due to melting chocolate we want to be, give a big big thanks to percy spencer explored this in a previous a previous show I used to do back in the day called Stuff of Genius with Matt Frederick, with our pal Paul Deccant and several other folks, including uh, Christian Steinmetz, formerly of Stuff That Blew Your Mind. Percy Spencer is the reason we have the microwave oven. And chocolate is the reason Percy came up with the microwave oven. Yeah, uh, he was a junior engineer. Kind of, he only had, they make it real clear on this article in NewEnglandHistoricalSociety.com that he only had a fifth grade education. Uh, but he actually, he was no slouch. He earned patents uh, that were really important towards the war effort, you know, um, and also to, um, you know, zapping yourself a, a nice Stouffer's, you know, uh, in a pinch. So he was actually the fourth person hired by a little company out of Cambridge, Massachusetts called Raytheon. You may have heard of it. Uh, now it's much more known as a, uh, a defense contractor, right, Ben? Yeah, Raytheon got their tentacles in a lot of pies, I would say. If you want to learn more about that, check out Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. Raytheon plays an okay role here. They're relatively innocuous. No, oh, 100%. What's most important is that this fellow has a chocolate bar in his pocket, a Hershey's chocolate bar in his pocket, mm -hmm. and he's hanging out in the lab like you do and uh, testing these things called magnetrons in 1945 um, at Raytheon. And he walks by. It's a type of vacuum tube that creates and emits microwaves that are used in radar systems. But he noticed, this is like so many of the stories of like incredible inventions and eureka moments are all about kind of happenstance. He walks by one of these tubes and he notices that the, the candy bar and his pocket is getting a little warm, mm -hmm. starting to melt. So he's like, hmm, let's explore this. 
So he goes to the lab uh, in uh, in the city of Waltham the next day, and he takes some popcorn. And he notices a similar uh, but uh, much more noisy effect. The kernels start to pop. So he houses one of these magnetrons inside a metal box, just like for his own purposes at this point, right, Ben? Yeah, well, you get in situations. I mean, he's he's unfailingly curious. We should also say he has a he has a lot of patents that he is accruing here. He's a very very curious guy. But yeah, just for his own what if giggles, he does a choose your own adventure move. He makes a MacGyver level microwave, we could call it, and and he, at first, you guys, he entirely uses this to reheat his lunch at work. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of like as a lark, you know, it's like, ah, I made this thing. Yeah. No, no. I mean, you know, again, it's not oftentimes the job of the inventor to see the big picture of the thing. It's more just someone who's curious about how science interacts with stuff. And then it's the job of like marketers and the whole another department to figure out how to put, how to slap a label on it and ship it and, you know, make, gazillions of dollars, which did, of course, inevitably happen with the old microwave oven. Here's my question about it. Did he know if this was safe? Because he's just like, takes this stuff in his Do lab. Do they ever know if it's safe? No, right because there's, there's, there is, if you just very slightly tilt this axis of this story, there is this guy microwaves and stuff. He died three weeks later from a radiation. Yeah. Like, Maybe I'm playing too much Fallout right now, but I'm like reading this. I'm like, no, man. But that's the thing. Like, I mean, Marie Curie, you know, she paid him. Totally. She paid him blood for her uh, tremendous breakthroughs. Yeah, you don't, you can't know what you don't know. To paraphrase uh, Donald Rumsfeld, whom I do not respect. No, no, <laughs> this too. is yeah, that guy's a real dick. Um, but no, it's true. I mean, oftentimes adventures are using themselves as guinea pigs in their own experiments, you know, and um, I think that's it can be noble, you know what I mean? It's certainly better than you know, uh, human experimentation without people's consent, that's for sure. Somebody's got to be first, right? Somebody's got to be first. And Raytheon sees the advantage here. Uh, they see the potential, I should say. They patent the technology. They're sampling microwave meals in the C-suite, in the executive dining room. And soon they're selling something called the radar range, which is fun to say. Uh, it's very expensive at the time. It's primarily used for commercial cookers. And we can go on and on about the history of the microwave, but that may be a story for another day. What you need to know is that if that guy had not liked chocolate, we might not have microwaves today. Chocolate has many, many other stories to tell. As Noel said, you can tune in to an upcoming conversation we're going to have on stuff they don't want you to know to learn more about it. But in the meantime... Uh, thank you, Chocolate, for helping the Allies win World War II. Yeah, and Hershey's you know, chocolate remains, even at its best, not tasting super great. Uh, again, I do stand by the the white chocolate cookies and cream variety. But, um, mm. you know, uh, big ups to the company, you know, for, for, for taking one for the tea. By the way, during this time, we didn't mention this, but maybe it goes without saying, chocolate was much less available back home. To, oh, yeah, to, yeah. to regular folks, the rations. They, they, yeah, they were rationing, and they they, they were they made like we I think we said at, the, in, at some point a half a billion of these things. And if you if you're looking around, and if you maybe go to military surplus stores, uh, you may run into some of these. And like I said, the MRE guy, he he ate it, and he he certainly didn't 
lose his lunch on camera. And he, you know, he said it was actually not that bad. He even shows the inside of it. You can see how dense it is, but it also is a little bit porous, yeah. which maybe is a product of the age, but it, it almost looked like, uh, like a little bit airy, you know? I'm kind of intrigued. I don't know, Ben, have you ever eaten an ancient ration? Yes. Not really recommended unless you specifically want that experience, but having hung with people who've tried those chocolate bars too, I think for us in the modern day, it will taste less bad because we all know it's supposed to taste horrific. But if, you know, imagine you're a young kid, it's World War II, and you say, oh, wow, a chocolate bar, and you try to bite into it. It's still, it's all about expectation, right? That's so much of a fine dining in the first place. Uh, but you guys, of course, Noel, Max, of course, you are cordially invited to uh, come over to my place or hang out and try MREs whenever you would like. Because I got a deal on some. I basically got a pal. I got a pallet of them. You because you guys, okay. I'm making these go bags and stuff. So thanks to, thanks to that hookup who will probably, for legal purposes, stay anonymous. And uh, thank again, thanks to thanks to chocolate, you know. I wonder how many people had to get serious medical attention from eating these things. I mean, MREs too. They already have a. They still have the reputation in the modern day. You know, the it's got a bunch of street acronym meanings, right? One of my favorites is meal refusing to exit. <laughs> yes. Oh boy, I get it. Exit like the the, the body. Yeah, it's a poop okay. joke. We're doing poop jokes. <laughs> We can vote. Isn't that crazy? We can. We can. (laughs) And we do this for a living. So how far we have fallen. Uh, But huge thanks to uh, the Hershey Corporation, uh, to Max Williams, uh, super producer extraordinaire, to Alex Williams, who composed this theme. Big, big thanks to Jonathan Strickland, a.k.a. The Quister. Big, big thanks to Eves Jeffcoat, to our pals and research associates, Dr. Z and Jeff B. Big thanks, of course, to you, Noel, and to you once again, Max. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Avalon Waterways. Ben, are you in major need of a vacation right now? Noel, you're a mind reader. I am, and uh, aren't we all? We are. While cruising remains popular, there's something big happening in the industry, and that is, my friend, smaller ships. True story. The intimate ships of Avalon waterways can go where the big ships can only dream through winding passageways of rolling vineyards and castled hills into the heart of timeless cities and storybook villages. That sounds like a delight. See how Avalon's smaller ships promise greater discoveries, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time. Special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.